You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome back. Welcome to another new week. Uh, And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here and that you found the show. And this is a good one to get into. Um, I'm speaking with the amazing Whitney Miller. You might know her better as Wit in Love off Instagram or from her insanely successful podcast, True Sex and Wild Love with Dr. Wednesday Martin. Um, It's an incredible podcast. Definitely go check it out. Um, and this is an episode where we are talking all about sex, all about relationships, but not just open relationships or traditional relationships, really the relationship that you have with yourself. And Whitney is someone who has always followed her own inner voice, followed her own intuition. She's had the courage to do that. And because of that rare trait, um, she's lived an amazing life, an authentic life, and really been true to herself throughout it all. And I think there's a lot that we can gain from you know, listening to a person like that, listening to someone who has taken risks and failed fast and rebounded and done something else. Um, I just, I'm always really inspired by people who really just put it all out there and, and are real with those around them, even when, you know, you know, you're going to get um, criticized or judged or things like that. So I hope that you enjoy this episode, that you learn a lot, that you can take from it what you like and leave what you don't. Um, and again, uh, you know, I would love for you to leave a review, to share this on your Instagram stories and just to, yeah, leave with a more open mind. Um, not just about open relationships, but about your life and and the possibilities that could come when you expand your, uh, normal way of thinking. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. You can pick up your organic, third-party tested CBD in stores around the country or at motherhoodunstressed.com. Well, hello, Whitney. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here calling in from the Bahamas. I'm just a little... I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. This This is super fun. We've been trying to make this happen and we did it. I know, rock on. Um, but no, I, and I, as I said before we were recording, you are someone who is just so authentically themselves. You are not afraid to talk about the realness of relationships and what really goes on. Um, and so that's why I'm so glad you're, that you're here because so many of my listeners are mothers. They're, they've been married for a while or just been in relationships, partnerships for a while. Um, and I think, you know, when that happens, you kind of tend to lose yourself and to lose that energy. So before we get into, you know, your viewpoints on all of that, all of the great things that you have to share, take us back how you've done so much. You were a former Miss USA. I mean, you've been um, in broadcasting. So how did you become a relationship coach and how did the podcast accompanying that all evolve? I'm super interested in origin stories. Yeah, you know, it's been kind of a a wild ride for me. I always believe in reinventing yourself. Um, And I'm 30 now. So I'm still really young and still have so much life to live. And I completely understand that. Um, But I feel like I've lived (laughs) multiple lives already. You know, I went from, you know, playing, being a big athlete and basically playing any sport I could possibly get my hands on. Um, And I was a professional wake surfer and teaching wakeboarding. Then I went in, a girlfriend of mine asked me if I wanted to go compete in Miss Texas. And at the time I said, uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> but I just, I had that, you know, the inner voice, that inner knowing that if I didn't do it, I would regret it. And I know it sounds cliche, but I just felt it. And I just went along with it. And so that next weekend I was driving down to Galveston, Texas with a borrowed dress and borrowed shoes and borrowed swimsuits. And like, none of this was my own, but it was just, all right, let's go and try this out. 
And so I went to go try it out and that worked out really well. I ended up winning the swimsuit and the crown and then going to Miss United States from there um, and winning that as well. So wild kind of transition there. And then going through the whole Miss United States, you know, year of traveling and doing different uh, charity events and galas and photo shoots. And that was my life for a year of how, where to go, how to stand, what to say, what to look, the whole, the whole thing. And, And that to me, it was a beautiful experience, but it's not to the core of truly who I am. Um, I want to be as authentic as possible. And I think I was one of, I was a challenging queen for them (laughs) because Uh I always wanted to do my own, my own way and say my own things and represent my own charities. And I got to do that a lot, but it was a funny kind of balance. And then from there, you know, you usually hear, okay, so you won that. I had just gotten into a relationship. Um, We were together for maybe a year and you always hear, okay, so once you hand the crown over, that means you're going to get married and have babies now. And I was 22 and I wasn't quite ready for that yet. You know, it was, I had at some point, yes, but not then. Um, And so I decided, you know, my fiance at that time or boyfriend at that time was, he owned a company called on it. He owns a company called on it. And we always had fighters that were coming through to um, train for MMA and train for the UFC fights. And I thought it would be fun to get into kickboxing for fitness reasons. You know, it's so big now, even with cardio kickboxing, that was my idea (laughs) surrounding it. (laughs) And I caught on to it really quickly and very natural and started to realize that there was another side of martial arts called jujitsu to where I could train jujitsu and kind of get the same you know, competitive side of me flowing without getting punched in the face and without punching other people in the face. I was never very good at that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I made the announcement that I was going to go from pageants into fighting. And because I knew that was going to be the biggest uh, challenge for myself and biggest challenge for everybody around me, right? Because that's not something you hear. A pageant queen, a beauty queen isn't supposed to go into combat sports. No. Never. So, but you know what? I was like, okay, we're going to do this and see how it goes. And I'm going to have a great story to tell from it. And I knew it was going to be one of the most challenging things that I could even dream of coming up with. I did that. I took my fight. Then I went into broadcasting. So sports broadcasting. I was a commentator for Glory Kickboxing. Um, and that was my dream job for a really long time. Now, the backstory behind this, I'm still in this relationship. And this is, you know... Um, we're probably about four and a half, five years in. And we were monogamous for two years. I moved in with him three months after we met. We were monogamous for two years. We split for three months and I went traveling and we got back together under an unconventional open relationship um, container. So I'm I'm doing all of these things in my life while having that relationship go on in the background. We were fairly public about that because for me, it was about at first, I wasn't. At first, I wanted to be completely quiet about it and not say anything. Um, but for me, it was really about giving people an inside look into how other relationships can work. Um, so I was being constantly hit up for relationship advice and how do you do this and what books do I need to read and what happens if you know this happens. And so I was I was doing a little bit of of you know advice, I guess, giving on the side. Um, but then I was interviewing someone at Madison square garden and I, it was the world champion in ring on ESPN at Madison square garden. It was like the 
the interview that I wanted, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I had this little voice in my head say, you know, why are you telling his story when you have your story to tell? Mm. And I was like, okay. Wow. So now it's time to really step into what I truly want to be doing. And that's serving others and helping others to understand that they can build whatever relationship that they truly desire. Cause I didn't grow up thinking that you can have any other relationship other than a monogamous relationship. And most of the time I, I was surrounded by divorce a lot. And so I, I, for some reason knew that there was some, something there, but I didn't know what, um, and so, yeah. And then after, after that kind of, you know, voice of, of passion, um, or mission came to me, I decided, okay, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go fully into relationship coaching and, and helping individuals and couples from all over the world, from all types of different backgrounds. And it's been one of the most rewarding and beautiful things I've ever done in my life. That's incredible. That's so incredible. And like, as you were speaking, it seems like every transition, every new choice that you made was some radical choice that turned out to be insanely successful. I mean, this doesn't happen for most people, but have you always followed those whispers, followed that voice? I mean, since you were a child, where does that come from? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know, there's times where I look back and I'm thinking, man, I should have, if only I would have listened a little bit more. You know, we always look back and criticize ourselves a little. But my parents always told me, you know, oh, Whitney is going to do exactly what she wants to do. Like, we're going to tell you what to do, but you're going to go do what you want to do. And we know that. And for me, it was, it was, yes, because I wanted to know what it felt like. I wanted to know what it tasted like. I wanted to know the whole experience of it, you know? And so every time something would kind of come into my mind thinking, hmm, I wonder what that would be like, I would go do it. And then I would have the answer because for me, living in the area of what if is, mm-hmm. is too challenging. That's too, too hard for me to kind of like constrict myself. Whereas if you just go out there and give it a try, then you actually know. And that's kind of the, the mindset that I take with me. And that's something that can be simple. That can be, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to take a salsa class. I don't know. Let's go take a salsa class. You know, or if any of my girlfriends wonder about something, I wonder what it'd be like to travel here. Well, let's go. I'll go with you. You know, and it's like, it's flexing that muscle. And I think people get a little nervous about it because it's the unknown and we're kind of like taught to be a little bit afraid of the unknown. And that's where so much possibility lies. Like there's infinite possibility right there at your fingertips. And so that's, I think that's what the exciting thing for me. That's so incredible. And I think that that's so true. I'm kind of the same way. It's like, I've always done what I've wanted to do much to my parents dismay you know my dad was a strict <laughs> marine so you can imagine what my upbringing was like mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like yeah it's like unless you really put yourself out there and try you're never going to know and then fail fast so you can bounce back and and get back on the right path yep yeah and and you learn so much through that process you know through through all of these transitions and through all of these different kind of jobs that I did and, and maybe they didn't seem like they were interweaved, woven together, but truly I don't think I would be where I am today or as confident I, as I am today without doing in all of those things. Right. And <clears throat> I was just talking to a friend of mine recently, you know, she was saying, I'm just not in the place in my life where I want to be. I feel like I should be doing more. I feel like I should have X, Y, and Z, but in, in, Maybe that's right, right? But at the same time, you have to go through all of these phases in life to get to get you to where you are now. 
and you specifically and me specifically and anyone listening to this specifically has a unique superpower because of their unique life, because of their unique life experiences. And so really kind of cultivating that and understanding that builds you up like, oh man, you're right. I can't, I do have this unique set of powers or these unique set of skills um, that other people don't have just for being me. Right. And to be, I think, okay with life being slow at times. Um, oh yeah. And, and to not be so exciting. I don't know. Have you ever had any slow moments in your life? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm usually the person that's like, okay, what next? Okay. What next? <laughs> but I do. And I think the times that personally for me, when I slow myself down, it's because one, I either need it. And I think that's really important. Like if you need rest and you need kind of that time to just take a breather, take maybe some time to yourself, which is huge. I am big on alone time. Mm -hmm. Like I need my alone time. That's how I thrive. Um, And so really kind of putting that into my schedule and being like, okay, no, these are the days that I'm completely by myself um, and just kind of like flowing through that. And then you can ramp it back up. Like you do have to kind of, you know, take some rest to heal and to, you know, get inspired to continue down the path. Because if you burn the candle at two ends, we know what happens there. You just completely burn out. Yeah. I think that's really important too, especially for women who feel like they have to do so much for others, for friends, for kids, uh, for their relationships and to never really tune in and to get quiet and then to be okay with being in the house by yourself or like going on a trip by yourself. I know that's something that you're really big on, um, which I love because so many women are like, they're scared. Again, it goes back to that fear of trying something new. I mean, you might get out there on the beach and be like, what did I do? I'm out here now by myself. But you might also have an incredible time and really get to know yourself. Right. And so, and I would even say when you get on the beach and you're thinking to yourself, holy shit, what did I just do? I'm on this beach by myself for the next, I don't know, four or five days. I don't know anybody here. Maybe I don't even know the language. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are the moments where you really get to know yourself. Be a witness of what thoughts start to come up, what programs start to come up, what patterns are there. And then that's how you really understand what makes you tick and how you kind of create these new mental grooves and open you up to the new person that you are in the process of already becoming by even saying, I'm going to go on this trip. That's you doing it, right? You're already doing the the work, if you want to say. Yeah. And what would your advice be for someone who is doing the work and they're not comfortable? They don't like it because it's not necessarily fun to look at your demons and to look at, you know, possibly like automatic negative thoughts that you might have, you know, when you're really by yourself. Well, it, even just having the awareness of that is, is, is changing it, right? So you, you are getting control over yourself. You're no longer a puppet on a string, you know, being told to go one way or another. You take the reins because you're this powerful, beautiful woman and you know who, you're, who you are. And then you make the decisions from there. And yeah, that can be uncomfortable for a while, but then you'll start to have these, these times of awareness and you'll start to have these times to where you see yourself acting in a different way to where things are not triggering you as much. You're not becoming as uncomfortable and you become almost like addicted to this, the power that you feel inside of you. And so really any uncomfortability, you know, leads that's like getting into a cold plunge. I don't know if you, if you do hot cold therapy, but I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) You get into that cold bath and it's, you have to really force yourself to sit in there 
it hurts a little bit and you breathe and you, and you watch the clock and you breathe some more and then you get out and you feel absolutely incredible because one, it's healthy for your body, but two, it's a big mental game that you're playing with, with yourself and you showed yourself that you were able to do it. That's really, really where the power and the inspiration comes. And then from that moment, by being able to bring that same energy into your family or into your relationship or into your job or into your home even um, is so beautiful. I think so too. I think anytime you do something that's really hard or uncomfortable, you come out of it. Like I just did that, you know, I'm strong. I just did something new. I love it. That's so true. Um, But going to relationships, which is really your, you know, your main thing that you're doing and you're incredible at it. Um, for the listener who has been in a relationship for a long time, not necessarily marriage, but just a partnership and you've got kids, what is something that they can do to make it better? Because the women that I talk to, you know, at school, at on girls nights and things like that, they are not necessarily happy and not, not that they're unhappy, but it's kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that a lot, right? So first and foremost, anyone hearing that is that you're not alone. Right. That is so very normal. Um, in fact, there's been a study done on long-term relationships when it comes to sexual boredom in relationships. And maybe this isn't just sexual. Maybe this is just really you're just kind of bored. You know, you don't know what to talk about anymore. You don't know what to do anymore. Um, everything's focused on the, the kids. Um, but there's this graph that shows, at least when it comes to sexual boredom in relationships, is women at one to three years completely drop off. It like plummets, whereas men come up and they're, they kind of like plateau about four, five, six, seven years. But for a female sexual desire and sexual boredom, it completely plummets after one to three years, which is really interesting because everything we've heard is the complete opposite of that. You know, we're not as sexual as men. Monogamy is harder for men than it is women. Um, We shouldn't have these desires when, you know, most of us probably feel a little bit differently. We know that we are sexual beings and it's fun for us and that's, and we enjoy that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think if you're in a long-term relationships and and it can depend on where, you know, where that boredom is coming from, if it's trying to do new activities together, really, if you can do an activity together that increases adrenaline um, that's been shown in studies to help, you know, bring couples together because it's, it's that same thing. When you do something uncomfortable, you come out of it saying like, Oh my God, I did that. And you have that flood of adrenaline and that flood of dopamine and all of these endorphins. And you do that along with your partner. It then brings you guys together chemically. Um, and so that's like one easy way that you can do it, you know? And if, if it's also taking the time to be in the relationship, you know, there, I know that there are kids, a part of this, and there's so many different schedules going on and there's business and, and all of that. But at the same time, really, we work so hard on our business and we do so many things towards our business, but we tend to not do that in our relationship. And this is a person that we're living with day in and day out, someone that we truly care about and love. So what are the things that you can really like show up for in your relationship with each other? So I think those are, those are the two that are going to, they obviously go hand in hand, making time mm-hmm. for each other. And the biggest thing I think is communication. Like everyone wants, even when it comes to sex, like sex, even when it comes to how do I make my relationship better, even when it comes to anything, well, are you communicating it? That's, that's what I want. That's what I want to talk to you about is how do you as a woman express 
desires that you've been feeling, or, you know, maybe you want to talk about opening up the marriage or, you know, you couldn't even imagine bringing that up to your spouse because you know, they would jump out the window. Like, how would you recommend these women that start talking about uncomfortable things or even, you know, feelings of boredom, anything, anything on the spectrum in a way that's going to, going to be well-received by the man. And I know every guy is different. This is not a catch-all, but how would you recommend right. like starting that process? Well, it, you know, so I think opening the relationship is a whole nother conversation on its own. I think if you're, if you're staying, want to stay in a fully monogamous relationship, wanting to figure out how we can spice things up in the bedroom or, you know, bring in a little bit more fun into the relationship, that's another conversation. Um, but really you can start any of these conversations by saying something along the lines, like in, I, I love us dearly, you know, really talk about how awesome the relationship is and has been and how much it's been wonderful together and how much we've grown together, as well as being able to figure out how we can make this better. So if there is, if there's a sex a question, if you want to up the sex ante in the bedroom, I always like to go, hey, is there any way that I, I want, I want to give you the best sex that you've ever had? right? I want to, I want to pleasure you tonight. What does that look like for you? What are some of the things that you've been wanting to do that I can do for you? And that's how you can open the relation, open the conversation up with that. Because if you come to them and you're saying, look, I'm super bored here. You're <laughs> terrible at doing this. This is not fun for me here. That's then they put up their bristles and they understandably really so, <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. And so if there's a way that, you know, there's a way to communicate of being like, look, babe, I really just want us to have the best sex possible, or I want us to have the best fun possible. What are some things that we can do together to, you know, uh, benefit our relationship or make, make our, our relationship even better, even more sexy, even more fun after however many years we've been together. Yeah. I think that's so important too. And something that I'm really guilty of is like, we'll be hanging out together. We'll be spending time together. You know, the kids are in bed and I'll be on my phone and not really present. And I think that that's another issue. Like that's a whole nother conversation of really being present. Um, so do you think that that's a big barrier to communication? Like even if you're in the same room together, you know, you're spending time together, but are you really together? Like what's your advice? What's the best practices for that? So the number one thing in any relationship that you truly want, there's this quote, it's not diamonds, it's not chocolate, it's none of that. It's really 100% presence from your from your partner. Um, and so how can you give that to each other? If we're laying, if we're sitting with each other in bed and we're both on our phone, that's not being present with the other people, you know, with the other person. Um, and so it really is, we got to put our phones down. We are addicted to these little computers and I get it. I'm on my phone all the damn time because most of my business is on the phone. I use, right. I use justifications as, oh yeah, I need to be on Instagram to respond to messages and I need to blah, 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 you know, but really, you know why you're on your phone. And so if you need to take time, like before bed, if it's like, Hey honey, we're not going to be on our phone an hour before we go to sleep, see what happens. See how much more conversation comes up from that. See how much more maybe even sexual desire comes up from that. And take this time to connect with each other. What's been going on in the week? How are you? How's your heart feeling? What's really going on? Let's not talk about solely the kids or solely business or anything like that. Like Let's talk about each other and, and try to connect within that time. And that means no TV and no, and no phone. And see if you could, like, just try it on. You know, a lot of these things you can try on to see if, it, if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, then you try something else. But I would even say if you can do that for one week, one week at night, an hour from, 
hour before bed, no phone, no TV, and just kind of start these conversations and just see how it flows through that. I love that. I love that. I'm going to definitely try that actually. Awesome. Um, maybe a half hour now. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, let's not get carried away. Let's 45 minutes. 45 minutes. We'll cut it in half. I'll meet you in the middle. <laughs> Um, but speaking of trying things on, um, you know, a lot of people, like a lot of your fame, I think has come from being so open about your open relationship. Um, so for a person wondering, you know, how do I get into that? Or how would I even begin to try for that? Is there a certain type of person or couple that that would work for? Or would that, you know, how does one know that that might actually be an amazing thing for their relationship? Yeah, so it really can be an incredible journey. Um, it's challenging. It's very, very hard, and it does take a lot of mental, emotional, mental and emotional energy. Um, and so, if this is something that interests you, I always say, like, go to the books first, go to the podcasts first, think about these things on an intellectual level, write about it, um, get to know where the sticky parts are. Because even having this conversation, you know, now I'm sure people listening even feel a little bit of constriction within them. Like, oh, I don't know. That's crazy. I'm a little triggered by that. And so I just ask you why, what makes you triggered about it? And that's how you get to even know yourself better, like we were talking about earlier. And so just explore the topic on an intellectual level. Um, so you can listen to my podcast, True Sex and Wild Love with Dr. Wednesday Martin, who, write, who wrote the book Untrue, which is an incredible book for, I think, all women should read it on female sexuality and female infidelity. Um, and we dive really, she brings this science to it and I bring kind of the experience to it, which is a fun podcast. Um, Opening Up is another good book. Ethical Slut, I really like. Um, and More Than Two is a great one. Sex at Dawn is another good one. So there's a lot of books. And so one intellectual, if you want to open the conversation up with your partner it's about having that conversation once again on an intellectual level without any sort of pressure of actually doing it. This is about exploring that conversation together. How would you feel about this? What do you think about that? How would you feel if you saw someone flirting with me? How would you feel if I was flirting with somebody else? You know, and just, and there's no pressure of actually opening this relationship up by any means. And a lot of the times you can find that even having the conversation about non-monogamy is a pressure valve. So you don't even have to do anything outside of the relationship. Just the conversation can release a lot of some of that sexual tension and sexual um, drive that we find outside of the relationship, just like that. I think you're right too. And like you said, growing up, you were, you know, you saw a lot of divorce happening or even, you know, friends of yours now, you know, we're all seeing like the cycle. I'm 35. So I'm seeing a lot of cycles now of people who got married in their twenties, separating with kids. And it's just, you know, it's a sad part of reality. I mean, it is what it is. So I think that you're so right bringing in the conversation, you know, being open, being honest, putting yourself out there, working that muscle, which we keep going back to in so many things is really critical and crucial. Um, but what do you think holds the most people, you know, what holds them back the most from doing that, from doing what you have done essentially your whole life, which is just being brave? It's scary, you know, fear. It's fear of the unknown. What happens if I do that? Who do I become if I do that? What piece of me dies if I do that? Um, and like we said earlier, you know, walking into the unknown, that is where all of the possibilities lie. If you're in a relationship that just really isn't that fulfilling and you're not having that conversation and you're not opening that up, 
um, then you're really not trying your hardest there. Like try it, really try and see what's there. And then at least, you know, you have the answer. Hmm, maybe this relationship really isn't for me and that's okay. And you'll be okay. And you'll be supported in that. And it's just like trusting yourself. I think we don't put enough trust in our knowing because maybe it's society, maybe it's our partner, maybe it's, you know, our own judgment of ourselves of how our life should be. But this is, this is about trusting yourself and moving through your life. You can write your own story if you choose. And if you're in this, if you're, like I said, if you're in that relationship and you want to make it better, it starts with having that conversation. And that might be a little scary and it might be a little crunchy at first, for sure. Um, but it can also lead to, it's the only way that it leads to the relationship that you truly desire with your partner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then if you try it and it fails miserably, at least, you know, right. <laughs> you know, and then you, and then you're not stuck in this middle ground. A lot of us live in this middle ground because we don't want to rock the boat too much. We don't want to try this. We don't want to try that either. Like, yeah, maybe it does fail. And you come out of that thinking like, wow, that hurt. And then a month or two later, six months later, like think. God, I was able to do that because that opened up so much in me that now I either met this new person or me and my kids are happier than we've ever been. I'm a happier person, which means I'm a happier mother. Um, I'm a happier, you know, like human being in this world just from having that one conversation and maybe going through a challenging situation. Absolutely. So if there were one big takeaway from, you know, your message, the work that you're doing for the mother listening to this right now, what would that be? I would say to, you know, trust yourself and and not judge. We get really easy and we criticize ourselves and, and we judge ourselves so much and so all the time. And so if it's anything, it's, it's trust that knowing, listen to yourself a little bit more, take that alone time when you need it. It's not selfish. And a lot of people think that, yeah, a lot of people think, you know, taking that alone time to yourself is, is selfish or, you know, going to that workout class or saying no to another mom at school. No, no, no. That's not selfish. You're taking care of yourself. And that's the way that you really take care of your, of your family and then not judging yourself for that. Oh, you're going to be a good mom. I can already tell. Thank you. (laughs) Um, We are at the point in the interview where I ask you three rapid fire questions. If you're ready. Here we go. Okay. A healthy relationship is? Honest. I'm grateful for. I am grateful for my, my challenge, my challenges. Nice. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Uh, that I think kind of what I said, like you can paint your own picture completely. I love that. Oh, so good. Um, so how can the listener find out more about you, the retreats that you're doing, your podcast? Tell us all the things. Yeah, I'm so excited. So my podcast is called True Sex and Wild Love. Um, and like I said, that's with my co-host, Dr. Wednesday Martin, and we bring on different guests and experts in the field and we cover all topics, anything and everything from open relationships to monogamy, to politics, to anything and everything, sex toys and the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so you can find that on iTunes or Spotify on all of the podcast platforms. Um, and then you can contact me. I'm on Instagram at wit, the letter N, L-O-V-E, wit in love. Um, and if you're interested in doing any coaching, 
I work with couples and singles from all over the world of all different relationship constructs. Like you've been married for 25 years or you're going through a divorce or you're single or you're open or you're transitioning to open or you're polyamorous. It's, it's really anybody and everybody. And, and you can email me at Whitney um, in love at gmail.com. And then, yeah, I'm throwing a retreat in May an all women's retreat in May, which I'm very excited about in Costa Rica, Nosara, Costa Rica. Um, and that's all about finding that, that wild inner truth for you and really touching, tapping into that. And we're going to have some amazing other teachers come down with me. And it's just, it's, it's going to be one transformational, beautiful weekend. And Nosara is one of my favorite places on, on the planet earth. It's one of the places that I've traveled by myself so many times because I feel really safe. Um, and they have a great beach and the food's really healthy and they have a beautiful yoga retreat there. And that's where we're throwing the retreat. And, um, so yeah, I'll have some more information about that here in the coming months on my Instagram. Beautiful. That sounds amazing, by the way. I think a lot of mamas listening to this could uh, benefit from going to something like that, especially with you leading it. Thank you so much, Whitney. This was fabulous. Thank you for opening our minds and releasing judgment and really just empowering the listener to move fully into their own power and and trusting themselves more, which is something we all need. I hope I did. Yeah. So much love to you and all the listeners. And this was a lot of fun. So thanks for having me. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. If you found any kind of value out of this conversation today, please share us on your Instagram stories, tag us at Motherhood Unstressed, and hit those five stars. It literally takes five seconds to do that, and you will feel so good for uh, giving back to the show if we have given anything to you. Have a great week. Love you guys.